good. He is a miracle-working God. If you have your Bibles this evening, turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 17, beginning in verse 24. How many in here tonight say, I need a miracle in my life? How many in here tonight says, I need God to break through tonight? Let me tell you tonight, God will do miracles in your life, and they will come from some of the most unexpected places. Tonight I want to talk to you about a miracle that came from a fish's mouth. There's a, there's a, that's the title of my message tonight. There's a miracle in the fish's mouth. Amen? You wouldn't expect to find a miracle in the mouth of a fish. <laughs> but there's a miracle that comes from the mouth of a fish. That's the God that I serve tonight. Matthew 17, beginning in verse 24. The Word of God says, And when they were come to Capernaum, they received tribute money, came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? Pretty much, don't he pay taxes? And he said, Yes. And when he was coming to the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, Who, What thinkest thou, Simon, of whom do the kings of the earth take custom? or tribute of their own children, or of strangers. Peter said unto him, Of strangers, Jesus said unto him, Then are the children free, notwithstanding, lest we should offend them. Go thou to the sea, and cast a hook, and take up the, the fish. The first cometh up, and when thou hast opened his mouth, Thou shalt find a piece of money that take and give unto them for me and thee. Now I want to go back into verse 27. Let's read right here again. This seems strange, but God works in ways farther than anything we could imagine. He'll use what he has to use. He'll use what, who he has to use to bring forth your miracle. How many know that tonight? Notwithstanding... Least we should offend them, go thou to the sea and cast a hook, and take up the fish that thirst cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money that take and give unto them for me and thee. I want to speak to you tonight on the miracle of the, in the fish's mouth. The miracle from the fish's mouth, if you will. Heavenly Father, we come before you, dear God, tonight, Lord, and we lift you up, dear God. Uh, and we thank you, Lord, for what you've done in here tonight, Lord, and what you're going to do, oh God, tonight, God. Um, Lord, we believe, God, for great and mighty miracles through you to bring glory to you. Um, that testifies of you, oh God, tonight, Lord. Um, Lord, tonight, God, you can use any source you've got to do. Uh, you can use anything you've got to use to bring forth a miracle that needs to be brought forth in someone's life in here tonight. Um, oh God, we ask for your anointing and we ask for your blessings, oh God, tonight. Um, Lord, and we give you glory, God, and praise and honor in Jesus' name. Uh, amen and amen. Um, you see, throughout the scripture, uh, we see how Jesus had done many miracles. Um, the gospels are account when Jesus started his ministry at the age 
age of 30 to about 33 and a half, we can read some of the great miracles that Jesus did on this earth. He raised the dead. He opened the blinded eyes. He healed the sick. He made the lame walk. And he set free constantly those that were bound by the devil. No doubt tonight that this Jesus that I'm talking about, he was, he is, and he will always be a miracle maker. Can somebody say Jesus is my miracle maker tonight? I said Jesus is the miracle maker tonight. And many of these counts, let me tell you, they had given up on, they thought it was over. But Jesus would bring forth life from the dead. Those that could not walk would walk. Those that could not see would have sight. But right here in Matthew chapter 17, we are told of a great miracle that Jesus done in an unusual way. We are told tonight that this miracle came not from the way that many would expect, but Christ brought forth a miracle from the mouth of a fish. What are you trying to say, preacher? What I'm trying to tell you, if you need a miracle tonight, that if God's got to use a fish to bring your miracle, he will use a fish to bring your miracle. Did you hear what I'm telling you tonight? You see what we begin to see right here? How the Lord used the mouth of a fish to bring forth a miracle, to make forth for the need right there. What was going on right here in Matthew 17? In 17, what their taxes were coming. They were levied for temple expenses. As such, Jesus was Lord. Neither his disciples really owed these things. Because, you know, they served as priests, if you will. They were exempt because they were ministers in the temple. As well was an atonement tax. But as the Son of God, he needed no atonement. His life was perfect and he came to give his life for an answer. What was going on right here was a trap in order to try to show Jesus up. Jesus told Peter, he said, notwithstanding least we should offend him. In other words, we're going to pay our temple tax. We're going to pay this tax that they're asking for. How would they do it? Let me tell you Jesus would not pull the money out of their own treasury. Did you hear what I'm telling you? Jesus would not take it out of their own treasury. Did they carry money? Yes. Because we know Judas was the one who carried the gold. He carried the sack. He was the clerk, if you will. He took care of the money along the way. But no, he could. it could have been took out of there. No, Jesus said, no, we ain't going to take it. That which was set aside for his work, his expense to pay this tax. They were going to find another way. Jesus was going to use another way to satisfy these authorities. He was going to use a fundraiser that's beyond anything that we can imagine. Let me tell you, he didn't get that tax from this money from yard sales. He didn't get this tax from this money from bake sales or auctions. Oh no, he didn't even get this money from 
from selling those heaven-sent, God-given Krispy Kreme donuts. Did you hear me tonight? Hint, hint. Though what I'm telling you tonight, what Jesus did, came up with, was the strangest fundraiser that's ever been mentioned. He used the mouth of a fish. He was going to bring a miracle through the mouth of a fish tonight. Somebody say, I'm telling you, I'm going to start looking in some fish's mouth for my miracle tonight. What are you saying tonight, preacher? I'm telling you tonight that what God has to do to bring your miracle, he will do it. Who he has to use, he will do it. What he has to use, he will do it. But many times we're looking for it to come this way, and God will use something like a fish to produce a miracle inside of one's life. Let me tell you, I'm a fisherman, especially down home. Not too much up here. But down home, I can get on the lake or the creek bends, and I'll get my rod out, and I'll fish a little bit. And sometimes them fish are hit, and I'll bite one, and I'll pull its mouth down in order to pull the hook, put the hook out. Sometimes I can see the worm, and sometimes I can see other things that's been eaten in there. But I've never yet, yet encountered a coin in the mouth of a fish. Think about it. How many are looking in the mouth of the fish tonight? How many are looking for something in the miracle and something that you least expect tonight? How many are looking for it to come this way or that way, but God says, I want to use something like a fish inside of your life. I want to use the mouth of a fish to show you that I'm God, that I can do whatever I want to, that I can bring the miracle by any means necessary. How many know God don't need your help tonight? Amen. Let me tell you, sometimes we get in our, we make our own messes trying to help God out. If you don't believe me, ask Abraham and Sarah uh, what kind of mess they made uh, when they tried to help God out. Uh, after all, God had promised uh, a son, uh, but they was getting up in years. And they didn't see it coming. And so Sarah told Abraham, go unto my, your servant, my servant, Hagar. And it was produced a work of the flesh. And how many know tonight that we're still putting up with that work of the flesh right there? Hey, man, how many know if you don't believe me, look in the Middle East. Uh, look at all those, those Muslims over there, and we're still putting up with the descendants of Ishmael right there. But what I'm trying to tell you tonight, God can use who or what the things we least expect to bring forth your miracle tonight. He, the point of the mouth of the fish is simply this. Inside of that mouth, inside of that mouth of that fish was the temple tax that was needed. There was a coin in there that was in order to pay the taxes. What I'm trying to tell you tonight that God still supplies the need. Did you hear me tonight? I said God still supplies the need. Did you hear me tonight? Somebody needs a shout tonight that God still supplies the need tonight. Oh my Lord, Philippians 4 and 19 says, but my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and his glory. He didn't 
say anything about Wall Street. He didn't say anything about the New York Stock Exchange. He didn't say anything about the 401Ks. No, but God said he'll supply it according to his riches and his glory tonight. My Lord, let me tell you, the very name Jehovah means God will provide. Did any of you knew that tonight? The very name Jehovah. Abraham said, God, he is the Lord God Jehovah. Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. My Lord, tonight God provided the realm for Abraham. You know, when we think about that story of Abraham and Isaac. You know, he always said, God said, won't you lay Abraham, Isaac down? But God said, Abraham always said, but God shall supply the sacrifice. I think many people miss that. Abraham said, God will supply the sacrifice. As Abraham and Isaac were going up one mountain, side of the mountain coming up the other side was the ram that was to be the sacrifice because they were in obedience to Christ. They, he, was, he was willing to lay Isaac down. God show, it showed him that Abraham wanted God, God more than he wanted Isaac tonight. Now, Lord, tonight when the body of Christ gets to the point uh, where they'll trust God with more than anything, uh, they'll want God more than anything. Can I tell you tonight, uh, when you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, uh, you'll find yourself open uh, to one of these miracles, one of these fish mouth miracles, uh, if you will. Uh, in Psalms 37 and verse 25, uh, he said, I have been young and now I am old, uh, yet not I have ne not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread what it tells me tonight that God is the provider what it tells me tonight God will do what he has to do in order to meet our need tonight I don't have to take it into my own hands did you hear me I can trust God tonight I can trust God tonight can I tell you why people try to take things in their own hands uh, but brother Harold, because people don't really believe God uh, they don't really believe God uh, can open the mouth of a fish uh, and put a coin in there uh, they don't really believe God could come by uh, and sit, God could send somebody by uh, with enough money to pay their rent uh, and pay their bills for that month uh, they don't really believe God uh, to meet the need uh, well my friend tonight uh, the God that I serve uh, the God that got a hold of me uh, is the God that opened the mouth of a fish and put a coin in it. My Lord, I'm telling you, over time, God has always amazed me some of the things that he's done. As a pastor, God's always amazed me how God would take care of churches that was preaching the truth. Pastor in a small community in North Carolina. God would always send somebody with a big check by to take care of the church. We've even seen it here time and time. Somebody don't even go here. Drop by a big check. My Lord, places you least expect the miracle to come. The places you ain't looking for it. It's where God usually uses 
Many of you don't look for their mouth. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Caesar, when the taxes come due, first fish you catch up there at the lake will be the fish. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Jesus tried it. I'm going to try it tonight. <laughs> We're going to show you here in a minute. But let me tell you tonight, God's faithful to provide. You know, people ain't faithful to believe him. But if you're his children, he's going to take care of you. Because let me tell you, the Bible tells us we belong to his. And, and I told you this morning, the only way that we got a right to call him Abba Father is to be born again, bought. Can I tell you tonight, the Bible also says a man that don't provide for his own house is worse than an infidel. And if you're a child of God, you're in his house. If you're a child of God, you belong to him. And it tells me he's going to take care of us. There is provisions tonight for the child of God. My Lord, in the mouth of this fish, we're going to take that coin from their purse, their thing. Nah. God said, we're going to sh I'm going to show I'm going to get the funds a different way. I'm going to put a coin in the mouth of a fish. That's strange, ain't it? My Lord. You'd think he could have just spoken. But it tells us something. You'd think he could have just spoke bags full of it. He could have, but it tells us something too. Right there. Why did he just provide enough for that? Because he's teaching us, give us enough for our daily bread along the way with it also. Amen. Sufficient to this day. That's what they had need of this day. Let me tell you, God is the provider. He'll take care of your needs. He'll meet you. He'll work with you. He'll do what he has to do. Use what he has to use. Why, whoever he has to use to bring forth what he needs to bring forth. I remember the story of that atheist. These are old, ungodly heathen. Heard a woman needing groceries. They got the bright idea that they was going to buy her some groceries. She was praying, God, provide me some groceries, provide me some groceries. These old heathens went and got her some groceries, and she started shouting and jumping and praising God. They left it on her porch, and she opened the porch, and porch full of groceries, and she started getting happy. She started praising, and she started worshiping. Them old heathens come to her, said, it wasn't your God that uh, done this. It was us that bought you these groceries. She started shouting anymore. She started getting happier. She said, they said, we told you it was us. But he, she said, well, it just shows me that God can use the devil to bring provide my needs tonight. Did you hear what I'm telling you this evening? Did you hear somebody needs to get that tonight? Oh, I'm telling you, God can use whoever he wants to use to bring forth your miracle. My Lord, I've been in churches where somebody didn't even know God would come by and take care of the house of God more than the people that sat in the house of God. I know of a pastor. My pastor growed up with him and somebody got, he had a disagreement of something he preached and they got mad and said, we're going to take our tithes and leave. And he said, he said, you'll miss my tithes. And he said, it'd be a cold day in hell before I do. But God sent somebody along the way that wasn't saved to pay their tithes in the house of God. God. God knows whoever. He can move on people to do something for the work of God. 
I swear I'm telling you there's a fish mouth miracle. Did you hear me? There's a fish mouth miracle tonight. You see that fish's mouth was the last place one would have thought would have produced a miracle. How many think about going fishing? When you, how many fishermen we got in here? There's one. How many think every time now you're going to start opening the mouth of the fish? Okay, you deer hunters. I know I got a few more here. You better start when you shoot them deers. You better open the mouth. <laughs> Surely God can open a fish's mouth. He can put a coin in a deer's mouth. <laughs> Amen. Oh, I'm, what I'm trying to tell you tonight is the place you least expect it. Too often we got this mentality. It's going to come this way or it's going to come that way. But I'm telling you the many miracles that I've experienced in my life come from the places I least expected them to come from. How many in here would have thought a fish's mouth would have been the place of a miracle? Most of the time when I think of a fish's mouth, I think of that mouth being on my hook and that fish getting ready to go into the frying pan. When I think of a fish's mouth, I think of the things that it eats. The worms and things like that. We won't go into deep detail. I see a hook in its mouth. But a reason never could see a coin in the mouth of a fish. God, the Lord was going beyond all human reasoning right here. To produce the tax for the need. See what I'm trying to tell you tonight. There's a miracle for you in a fish's mouth. In an unknown place, if you will. The place you least expect is the time it will come. Did you hear me? Let me tell you three things real quick about the fish's mouth. The Lord, you probably revealed to him by the Holy Ghost that there was a fish in a lake with a coin in its mouth. It tells me there's a divine appointment. It also tells me this particular fish, this is a miracle in itself. This particular fish had to respond to the bait on Peter's fishing line. It had to be the first one to do so. I want you to think about this. Of all the hundreds of thousands and even the millions of fish in the lake, this particular fish had to be in the right place at the right time. Do you get that? The millions of fish, but only were recorded of one having a coin in its mouth. That's what I call divine appointment. And it shows me how God had orchestrated that fish to be in the right place at the right time. It shows me also that he had to make that fish hungry for the bait that was on Peter's hook. 
My Lord, if anybody, okay, brother, you, you a fisherman. How many times you went fishing and tried every kind of bait they was and still couldn't catch nothing? I know down south, when, when I go trout fishing down there, I get red worms, night crawlers, corn, and crickets. Sometimes salmon eggs. These artificial ones, plus all my jigs and stuff. But there have been times I followed the stock truck and I tried all them baits and they weren't going to hit a one. I even tried snaring them. I remember the first year I was pastoring down there pastor, after Pastor Pet Appreciation Day, went fishing, got a new pole. Man, I got a hold of this big trout that was in this lake. I guarantee it was eight, in the Snowbird Creek up there at the picnic area. I right there on that beach, all of a sudden, it couldn't pull in, so I told you what I'd done. I wasn't letting that big thing get away. I jumped in the creek after that thing and grabbed a hold of it and pulled the line myself. It wasn't getting away. My Lord, oh, that was a, one of the biggest trout I've ever caught in the creek like that. My Lord, that thing was a pretty good size. I wasn't letting that thing get in the way. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You get a big and on there, you ain't going to let that thing get away. You're going to jump in the creek or do whatever you got to do to get it. Hey, man, if I got one of them, because nobody's going to believe what I had on there, they're going to say it's one of those fishing tails. I said, oh, no, 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 no. They're going to see it. <laughs> if I got to get in here and get the thing, because you see me now jumping in that cold mountain water down there, you ain't getting away. I may get a little wet, but I'm coming out with a prize. But it's a miracle how God had orchestrated that one fish in the middle of all these hundreds or thousands and millions of fish to bring that fish to Peter's hook in the right spot. God put it all together for the miracle. All Peter had to do was cast his bread out out there, if you will. He had to do what Jesus told him to do. Amen. What are you saying? I'm telling you tonight. There's places you least expect that will produce your miracle. Did you hear me? I said there's places you least expect. God will give you a fish mouth miracle. Think about it in places he done. First Kings 17, Elijah told the widow woman to bake him a cake in the middle of a three and a half year drought, and it was her last little bit. But she did, and her barrel wasted not, neither did her cruise of oil fail. In the middle of a drought, God produced a miracle. Oh, don't even start me there. Don't even get me there. Some of you don't even know what a drought is, and you're looking for God to do a miracle. How about let's go on? How about we read about Naaman? And in 2 Kings 5 and 10, and Elisha sent a messenger unto him saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and the flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. Naaman was a leper. Naaman's reply was this. 
Are not Abana and Parapha rivers of Damascus better than the waters of Israel? Can I tell you where he found his miracle at? God told him he'd get what he wanted in the middle of the dirtiest, the nastiest water they was. He had to humble himself to Jordan. Ain't these other rivers better? No, his miracle was in the Jordan River. That's where he would find it at. You see, most people would have went to the other river where Naaman was wanting to go because it appealed more for him. They'd look for it there, but God was sending it to the Jordan where most wouldn't look. Anybody get what I'm trying to tell you tonight? How about another miracle right here? Just over in 2 Kings chapter 6. Here's another one that goes beyond all human wisdom. This is a miracle that goes beyond the laws of gravity, if you will. Read it right here, 2 Kings chapter 6, 5 through 7. But as one was felt, one, but as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, I lost master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, where fell it? And he showed himself the place. And he cut down a stick and cast it thither. And the iron did swim. Therefore said he, take up thee. And he put out his hand and took it. You know what the human gravity says? If you throw iron into a water, it's going to sink. But here was a miracle. The iron did swim. This was a borrowed accent that he lost. But the God made the iron swim. Crazy, ain't it? It's just as crazy as the coin in the fish's mouth. Neither of them seemed possible. The human reason, it wouldn't be. But we don't operate like that. We operate by faith. Jesus said, if you can believe, then all things are possible. It seems crazy to people. Not when you put God into it. You put God into it, it opens the impossible to the very possible. Amen? Oh, my Lord, tonight, God could make iron float to the top. And it was God who had the coin in the mouth of the fish. Oh, preacher, do you believe that? Well, if I can believe Genesis 1 and 1 in the beginning, God, I shouldn't have no problem believing the rest of it. You tell me God will do things like that, I'm telling you God will do things like that. Because I'll tell you again, some of the places I've experienced the most miracles are from the unexpected and the least likely places in my time. But I know what the scripture says also. But with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. My Lord, I can see old Peter now out there with his line up and all of, on that sea. And all of a sudden, he gets a tug. Another tug. That fish just ain't a nibbling. That fish grabs a hold of it and takes off. 
let me tell you, it ain't just any fish. This fish had a miracle in its mouth. I don't know about you, but if, it, if I had that today, I think I would frame that fish. I think I'd have that fish taxidermied because it would be my favorite fish that I ever caught. Amen. My Lord, I'm telling you, I think I'd kiss that thing. I wonder if Peter saw that. He didn't grab a hold of it. I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. I'm telling you right now, I wonder if Peter saw that with that coin in his mouth, that miracle come. Let me tell you, you get happy like that, you'll do some things. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm telling you, you'll kiss a fish. If you, you tell me if you open the mouth of a fish and there's a $100 bill in there, you ain't going to give that thing a big smooch. <laughs> oh, come on, break your pride. You kill that deer and that thing's got a $100 bill in his mouth. You ain't going to sit there and say, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to dance with that. I'm telling you, you'll do things you least expect. Don't tell me you want them. <laughs> I'm telling you, I would. I don't have that much pride. <laughs> if God can do that, if it's carrying that in it, I can break my pride a little bit. <laughs> reason some of you wouldn't call the pride <laughs> shake your head no but that's what it is I'm telling you right now in my time if we went up to a lake around here and I caught a fish with a hundred dollars I'm telling you you ain't gonna touch it because I'm having my picture made and I'm getting it because it's gonna be my favorite fish and where I caught it, it's gonna be my favorite hole and I'm not telling nobody where I caught it at anybody else with me Somebody say, where'd you catch it at? In the water. Oh, don't tell me you wouldn't do the same thing. I imagine Peter's eyes got big when he opened the mouth of that fish. Couldn't you? I know Jesus told him, but even though Jesus tells us things, we're still amazed at what he does. Amen. Anybody still amazed at what he does? My Lord. Honey, you tell me you wouldn't do things when Jesus touches you, you're going to start dancing. Amen. You ain't going to pay attention to who's around you. Amen. Amen. That's what I'm going to with that mouth of that fish. When I said I'd kiss that fish, he done a miracle for me. I ain't going to drink twice about breaking loose in a dance and shouting hallelujah for him. Amen. I ain't going to think twice about jumping a few pews. So who wants to go fishing tonight? I'm telling you, I can see Peter now. That fish got it. I wish I'd have brought, I wish I still had that one fish, big bass I have. It would sing to you. I could have used that tonight. I don't know what kind of fish he caught. It, well, I don't know, but I know he caught one. His mouth was big enough to hold a coin in it. Listen, y'all think I'm crazy. You let God do a miracle in your life and see what you would do. Don't tell me you wouldn't. If you wouldn't, you ain't, probably ain't qualified to do or have a miracle. Probably ain't going to get one because you're so full of pride. 
You think you're too, you're too good to shout in church or dance a little bit? I don't want the Holy Ghost to make me shout. You're full of pride. I ain't saying he's going to move on you, but some people said, I'm not going to do that. You're full of pride. I remember saying, I ain't never going to preach either. Look where I'm at now. Oh, my Lord, I'm telling you, God's got a fish mouth miracle for you. Some of you tell me, I'm not going to dance, I'm not going to do that, but when God does it, you'll do it. Amen? When God does it, you'll volunteer to get on this roof. Amen? You'll do things you don't expect when God does a miracle for you. You ever seen somebody? Let me tell you, if you don't believe me, what I should have done tonight, what I should have done, brought some fish. I'm talking hand out a fish. See who would have held one. I should have, we should have done this. See how many would have just grabbed that thing and, and could have put it something in its mouth just to see how many would be willing to cast their line in. Anybody know what I'm saying? What if I would have brought fish in here and one of those fish, we would have put a $100 bill in. How many would have reached out and grabbed those fish if I'd have said, open the mouth of one of these fish? Or do we got too much pride? I ain't going to do it now because I've already told you. <laughs> yeah, we'll use black snakes then. <laughs> no, if I'd have done that, how many would have op opened their mouth and grabbed out that hundred? Or how many would have sat back and said, I'm not going to do that? If you wouldn't have done that, you wouldn't have got you a miracle. Hey, man, you hear me. You're too prideful to go to a lake and do that. You wouldn't have got it. Peter wouldn't have went up there and throwed his line in and waited for that fish. He'd have never got the miracle. See, what I'm telling you, pride gets in the way of miracles. My Lord, I ain't too prideful. It was there. Peter had to reach out and grab it. Just like that floating axe head. That young man had to reach out. Was it swim? He had to reach out and get it. What are you saying, preacher? I'm telling you tonight. God's got a miracle in the fish's mouth for you tonight. See, you got to stand on the Word of God. Peter had to stand on what Jesus said. It wasn't enough for Jesus to say it. It was there. Peter had to believe it and go do it. Peter had to get his line and his hook and bait that hook and throw that line out there. The reason Solomon told us, cast our bread upon the waters after many days, we'll catch it. But too many people ain't willing to do it. Too many people ain't want, want to stand on the Word of God because they want to stand on human reasoning. Let me tell you, standing on the Word of God will go against all human reasoning. Look at the miracles that God done, what He told them to do. It went against what humanity said could happen. See, when you stand on the Word of God, let me tell you, you can say I'm on the verge of a miracle in my fish's mouth. How will we do it? 
I don't know how he done it, but I know that if he needs to, how he will he do it? I don't know how God's going to do it in your life, but I do know this: that if God needs to, he'll open the mouth of another fish and put a coin in it. He'll get that big smelly catfish. That big trout, if he has to, open their mouth and put a coin in there somehow. Put a bill in there somehow to do it. God will do it. We just don't know how. Let me tell you, but we got to stand on the Word of God. Sister Marcy, you can get ready to come. You see, Isaiah 55 and 9 tells us like this. For the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways Higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. On this day, on this day, God brought a temple tax miracle, if you will. Satisfying. They didn't take it out of the treasury. There's a good lesson right there. No, Jesus didn't touch that. Even though those Krispy Kreme donuts are so heavenly and so tasty, they didn't sell them. God brought it through the way of a fish. What are you saying tonight? God's a miracle-working God. He can use a fish's mouth. He can use anything or anyone he sees fit. To bring it by. You can stand in here tonight. I want you to know tonight. There's a miracle. In the fish's mouth for you. What I'm saying. There's a miracle that might come your way. In places. You least expect. Again I tell you. God will use whoever. Whatever. He's got to do to bring it to pass. How many can say I need a miracle tonight. I need a fish's mouth miracle. I need a fish's mouth miracle. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I'm going to believe him to do it tonight. Is there other says, I need a miracle. I need a miracle. I need a miracle. I don't know how he's going to do it. He can open up a fish's mouth and put a coin there. But I know he's going to do it. Sister Marcy, I don't know how. But I got a fish mouth miracle coming my way. You got a fish mouth miracle coming from your way. Places you don't expect. Places that's least thought of. Things you didn't think God could use. God will use. My Lord, in the name of Jesus, touch this little one. My Lord, use her for your glory. God's a miracle worker. I said God's a miracle worker. There's a fish mouth miracle. It's your name all over. In Jesus' name, we pray tonight. Amen and amen.